Hey, welcome to the Life Success Legacy Podcast. My name is Chris Bay, and uh, today I'm joined by my good friend and the founder of Life Success and Legacy, Mike Everett. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing super good. Thanks, Chris. Cool. So, um, kind of the purpose of our podcast is anything and everything having to do with the infinite banking concept. Um, the infinite banking concept has changed my life, and uh, I know, Mike, it's, it's changed your life. And what I'd like to um, talk about today is how did you become aware, how were you introduced to the infinite banking concept? Well, Chris, uh, Lynn and I were uh, at Applebee's one Sunday after church, and we were just sitting there having lunch, and all of a sudden an old friend of mine walked in, and he made a beeline for our, uh, for our table, and it was obvious that he was pretty excited about something, but he looked at me and he said, Mike, if I could show you and Linda a way to recover the entire cost of all the cars you buy the rest of your life, is that something you'd be interested in? Hmm. And I looked at him and I said, well, sure, everybody would like to know that. So uh, he said, well, I have a book I'd, I'd like you to read. He said the name of the book was Becoming Your Own Banker, and it was written by uh, Nelson Nash, a Christian gentleman out of Birmingham, Alabama. And he said he would send it to me in the mail. Hmm. So... Lo and behold, this was Sunday after church. We go through Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. All of a sudden, we got this manila envelope in the mail. Out slid this wonderful black book called Becoming Your Own Banker by Nelson Nash. And on top of it was two papers. The, on the top, it had a letter telling us exactly how to read the book. Hmm. It was just an instructional, this is the way you ought to read it. So I flipped over the letter, and underneath it, there was a bill for the book that he wanted me to read. <laughs> now, I'll be honest with you, I was taken back a little bit, and I, I yelled into Linda, I go, honey, I said, you remember the book that Ray wanted us to read? I said, there's a bill in here. <laughs> and uh, so I literally, I took this bill, I tore it into as many pieces as I possibly could, and I threw it in the trash, because I thought, he has got his nerve. He wants me to pay for a book that he wanted me to read. Sounds like something you would do. Well, let me tell you, <laughs> I felt a little aggressive about it. So I literally I literally took the book, I threw it over by my chair where I do my reading and my studying, and, uh, and this was Wednesday. So I let that book just sit there. Mm -hmm. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night after the news, all of a sudden this book literally surfaced and I thought what the heck I told I told Ray that I'd read it so I just decided to open it up and read it at Sunday night around 10 30 p.m. at night now Mike I'll tell you be, be, obviously because I've read the book multiple times and, and it's been impactful in my life um, we don't actually recommend people read it at night how did that play out for you? Well, let me just tell you, I started reading this thing and I, I got about probably 50 pages into this thing and I thought, oh my gosh, what happens if this works? Mm -hmm. And so I literally, I just began reading it and reading it and reading it. And I uh, finished my second reading about 1.30 a.m. Yeah. And 
to be honest with you, I was so excited. I went and I woke Linda up at about a quarter to two in the morning, <laughs> just completely freaked out of my mind because I thought, I know what I'm going to do for my new living, mm. my new career. Yeah. Mm. So, by the way, um, we tell people don't read this thing after nine o'clock at night because mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you what, if, if some of the concepts in this book actually work, which now after 10 years, I'm telling you, they work, uh, people, are, people are a little bit too excited when they get done reading this book if they read it exactly the way we tell them how to read it. Yeah, it kind of gets the, uh, the brain going and, and you're trying to figure it out. I know for me, um, a lot of what I read in Nelson's book, uh, Becoming Your Own Banker, was counter to a lot of things that I'd been taught about money, things that I'd learned, things that I'd studied about money. And so part of it, if you're you you know if you're sitting there thinking it through, it's hard to turn that off, especially if you read it. I think you tell people, don't read it after 9 o'clock at night. I do. Because it's going to mess with your sleeping pattern for sure. <laughs> I always tell people, I said, if you read this thing after 9 o'clock at night, Please do not text me and email me or call me in the middle of the night because you can't sleep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so then when you read it, what, what, what then took place? What happened after that? Well, um, I literally, I, I started thinking about how in the world can I adopt this? Can I, how can I implement this into my life as quickly as I could? But the information, just like you said, was so counter to everything that we had learned, I thought, I want to teach people this. Mm -hmm. So so it was a personal thing for you, implementing it in your life personally, but you were also thinking, I want to teach people how to do this. I was at a crossroads in my life, mm -hmm. uh, career-wise. I had kind of come to an end of an era at my past career, so I had made a decision at the, second, at the end of the second reading of this book that this is something that I could see myself doing. Mm -hmm. So uh, I got up at 8 o'clock the next morning and I started calling this guy's office only to find out that they didn't open until 9 o'clock. Well, I left them four voicemails <laughs> between. But eight, you're a pretty patient guy. I am not patient at all. <laughs> so I literally finally got to him at... Uh, at 901 uh, the receptionist answered the, the phone and I said hey I said I need to set up an appointment to talk to Ray about this as mm -hmm. soon as possible and she and this was Monday uh, yeah this was Monday morning mm -hmm. so she said how about Thursday I said I can't wait till Thursday she goes oh I meant Thursday next week <laughs> I said oh my gosh so I was just so excited about this. So literally what I ended up doing was I read the book three more times myself and I used it as a bedtime story for Linda mm -hmm. over the next 10 days. Yeah. Well, you're a romantic guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we had quite a bit of fun with it, but it was really, since I had kind of made the decision to change careers, for me to get fully immersed in the information in this book, mm -hmm. the timing couldn't have happened any better for me. So you said that um, there was a letter that you were given to tell how to read the book. Um, to me, that sounds kind of crazy. You're telling somebody how to read the book, but but what do you what do you tell people? Well, 
because of the information in Nelson's book is so opposite of everything that we learned about money, you've got to give people a platform or a way or a process in which they can actually take this information and think through it correctly. So literally what we tell people to do is blow through the book the first time and don't think because a lot of people when we're talking about money, they overthink everything because mm -hmm. money is just one of those things that we never really got taught properly. So we tell people to read through this thing as fast as you can, like you would a novel. Just don't think. Mm -hmm. The second time, we want people to get their pen and their highlighter out. We want them to write right on the pages when they get certain ideas or certain questions. We want them to highlight the things that are important to them. And then they can really start to dissect and sift through what does this really mean? Mm -hmm. Because after they go through it the first time, they're kind of going, okay, hey, I kind of get it. But when they really take some time to, to go through and analyze some of the, uh, the concepts and the ideas in the book the second time through, what will happen is the light will begin to flicker. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, um, the book's 92 pages long. It is 92 and, pages. And uh, estimate for me, how many times would you say you've read this book? I have read it more than 250 times now. So I kind of have an idea what's in the book. Yeah. If, uh, it, it, for those people who are listening and, um, and they go ahead and they want to get a hold of a, a copy of this book, what would be your advice to them? What are they going to get out of the book? What can they expect by reading Nelson's uh, book, Becoming Your Own Banker? Well, first off, it's going to go against everything that they believe about money. But um, what happens is, as they are going through this thing, it's going to challenge some of the things that they're thinking about. Why does this work? If it works this way, what should they do about it? But I would encourage everybody that is listening to this podcast to get a copy of the book. You can actually get a copy of the book on our website, lifesuccesslegacy.com. You can get it right on the home page there or you can go to the resource tab. We offer it in uh, print form and we also offer it in a, in a CD form. So uh, you can listen to the book. The CD form is not quite as informative as the written form. So I really encourage everybody um, to get the book itself. This 92 page book will challenge everything that you believe about money, about the financial system that we, uh, we have now, and about financial products that we have been taught to store our money. Hmm. Tell me again the uh, website people can go to? LifeSuccessLegacy.com. And the name of the book is? Becoming Your Own Banker by R. Nelson Nash. Uh, we are going to dig into uh, those topics that are in the book in future podcasts, and I hope you guys will join us. Mike Everett, thanks for uh, being a part of this. We look forward to future conversations. Thanks, Chris.